my mom, I love her, but I could never tell her I love her to her face. Um, she is a stifler for the rules, as am I. Mm-hmm. Um, but by goodness, growing up, she and I would butt heads because at a young age, regardless of, I was like, I, in my mind, I was like, my, I don't care if you're my mom, that's just a title to me, you need to be respectful of me. And, mm-hmm. and like, mutual respect, mom. And, and so... Yeah, maybe that's why I'm so much like her because um, there there's such a sense of pride in knowing that you're doing the right thing, even though and yet at the end of the day it doesn't matter, but it shouldn't matter to you. So, mm-hmm. um, but we were talking about balls. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to an episode of the Box Cutter, where we take apart an episode of Disney's Out of the Box to see if it still holds up. My name is Daniel, and my co-host for today is content creator, one half of the Sleepover Cinema Podcast, and filmmaker, Audrey Leach. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so excited to talk about Out of the Box today. So I'm excited, too. Me. I'm doing good. <laughs> um, I literally didn't sleep because I was freaking out about not waking up on time. Yeah, so. I know. It's a little early, early for you. It's uh, not early. People get up at nine. It's fine, though. Um, yeah. So, in terms of filmmaking, um, you what exactly made you, inspired you, is the better word, inspired you to pursue filmmaking? Yes. Um, well, it's funny because, like, thinking back now, I don't, I don't know if there was really, like, a... I don't really know where it came from, but essentially, Mm -hmm. I think it was a combination of my sister and I, as we talk about every week on Sleepover Cinema, just, like, like worshipping certain films and, like, not really knowing why, but just re-watching them over and over and over, and then also making videos with my cousins like they would be like music videos or like skits or just things like that when we were really little Mm -hmm. and then at some point I figured out that you actually should edit the footage and you shouldn't just like (laughs) you shouldn't just like kind of edit in camera like you know when before you realize that you should that you can, like, upload footage to a computer and edit it. You will just, yeah. like, shoot things in sequence and then just, yeah. like, watch it back. Yeah, or just so... do the manual flip the camera 360 and all that. Yeah, exactly. Um, at some point, I, like, realized what it actually was, the process. And then mm-hmm. I think I decided in, like, fifth grade that I wanted to um, pursue it, at least as an editor, which was very specific. But, yeah... And then Mm -hmm. that once like the end of high school came around, my sister was already at NYU actually for um, playwriting. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to apply early decision and just hope that it works out. So (laughs) that's sort of what happened with that. So you went to NYU, specifically Tisch, which, as we just mentioned before the um, recording, that uh, Vivian went to Tish. Um, how icon? Yes. <laughs> how hard would you say it is to? How competitive is it? Would you say? 
Like, how much are they demanding of you when you applied? Um, it's definitely very competitive when you apply. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't necessarily, like, feel that, com- mm-hmm. like, competition because nobody else I knew was applying for the same thing in real life. So I was just, it was kind of just, like, I felt my odds were sort of low. Um, but the the portfolio is kind of extensive like what they make you do there's Mm -hmm. also a lot of essays um that are specifically like for film um but I the that's like kind of why I applied early decision was because I knew if I did I would raise my chances Mm -hmm. um and but if you do that you have to go if they let you in (laughs) you have to go so well, besides um, making videos with your sister and your cousins and deciding to be a filmmaker at a young age, what other um, aspirations did you have prior to that? Or what other activities did you do while you were growing up? Lots of theater. Um, lots and lots of theater. Lots of dance. And, like, you know, like, dance mom's level competition dance. Really? <laughs> yeah. And it's super Midwest. It's like a, mm-hmm. you know, the... Abby Lee's dance studios in Pittsburgh and I was yeah. in Cleveland. So you went to candy apples? <laughs> no, no, never. I would never step foot in candy apples, but I did know who they were. And like, um, I think they're located in Canton, which is like, mm. was, which is really close to where I was born. Um, but yeah, so lots of theater, lots of dance. And then later on it became like show choir um, which is what I made my, I made my senior thesis documentary about Ohio show choir. Cause it's just, it's like Glee, you know, very Glee-esque. <laughs> um, and yeah. And I also did a lot of like backstage crew stuff as well. That was sort of the gist of it. I was, well, just like you, um, I was more on the performer side. I did karate for so many years. That was, I did competitions, um, and then I went off to college. And I was going to get an associate's in dance, but by goodness, was it so clicky <laughs> with regards to how people behaved. I was like, I already graduated high school. Like, I don't this need is that. very toxic. <laughs> <laughs> and above all that, the people that were there thought hip-hop was superior to all the other dance forms. Mm-hmm. So I'm done with this. And it wasn't until I got to college, um, Cal Poly Pomona, that I had this really great professor. He, I, I just took the class because, well, I just wanted to do something stress-relieving. And he really just restored my my love to dance he really encouraged it and you know he really wanted me to get a dance degree I just got cold feet with it yeah I really did get cold feet because I was like for for the longest time I didn't know my worth Mm -hmm. and so when people believed in me I was like I'm not worthy of that Mm -hmm. um but I guess with um, all that I've done with uh, ed- education in terms of being an educator and, uh, and working on 
appliances. I also repair dryers and all that stuff. Fun fact. Oh, um, wow. I learned my worth. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I'm still practicing how to be braggadocious without <laughs> coming off of cocky. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, that's, that's my relationship with um, movement and dance. You know, I've always loved to perform, even though I was shy. I love mm-hmm. that with dance, you don't have to speak. Yeah, me you too. I to. liked that. Yeah. And, and even then, it's like you are a, a part of a, it's, it's like you're, you're, you're a thread within a fabric. It's like you see mm-hmm. it, the fabric move, and you're a part of your thread within that fabric how I feel yeah that's that's so accurate I do miss it a lot honestly but every time I take a dance class here it's just like extremely overstimulating (laughs) yeah because everybody's like wanting to be really good (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) I get it we are in New York but Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the episode we are talking about today is rules rule but it should have been called Ball's Ball. I know. <laughs> it really should have. Cause, so, Rules Rules, just the title itself, um, it comes off as, like, the title itself, learning about rules and following the rules. And, and I thought they would do something like, I don't know, The Little Red Hen, and mm-hmm. do, you know, following the rules, or, or something like that. But this has nothing to do with that. This has to do with balls. So, um, yeah. (laughs) When you first rewatched this on Disney Plus, what was Mm -hmm. your like initial? What were what was going through your mind when you initially um, rewatched the show? Well, I was really curious as to what the actual like um, kind of like layout of the show or the content of each segment would be because all I could really remember was the theme song the goodbye Mm -hmm. song and um, like the aesthetic of the whole thing just like the DIY-ness the craftiness um, and I remembered like loving the tact like how tactile the show was um, just watching like the arts and crafts segment, like they're making things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked that as a kid. So going into it, I was like, what was the content of the show? Like, I kind of forgot how they talked to the camera and, mm-hmm. and, um, like the format of it. And did you and your sister grow up watching this show, or did you watch it and, like, because um, I know she's older than you, um, mm-hmm. did you watch it and then she just catch it every now and again with you, or? Um... I think, so I'm pretty sure what, the reason why I'm way more attached to it than she is, is because mm-hmm. we moved to Boston um, for a year when I was in preschool, and she was in first grade, mm-hmm. and, um... And so I was in one of those half-day situations, like half-day of, of school, and yeah. then I'd come home, and I would basically just sit there and wait for her. Like, that that's pretty much what my <laughs> life consisted of back then, but I remember, like, out of the box, Dora and Mr. Rogers were, like, the three that I would watch when I would wait for her. 
I, I'm and pretty sure that that's the case. And so I had a really, I watched it a lot and she didn't cause she was at school. Yeah. I get that. Except for when you have like those holiday that land on a Monday or something. And then they give you like three day weekend or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's when my sister would watch it with me too. Uh, but yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I'd watch out of the box or I'd watch Madeline or Roly Polioli, mm-hmm. um, little bear. Uh, yeah. I wasn't really into Mr. Rogers, and I I am like, I can't really explain why. I just really That's wish I That's kind of surprising. I know, it is. It's like, you know, people expect me to be like, just because I speak really well, that I read books. And I don't read books. <laughs> I wish I liked reading books. I don't read any books. Uh, I just, wait, I just what pick is that? Up... What does that have to do with Mr. Rogers? Well, what I mean to say is, if I like, I just it was a little too slow paced for me. Um, oh, and I see. I, I got, see. and I wish mm-hmm. I when I was younger, I liked it. Just like how now that I'm older, I wish I liked reading recreationally, but because it was kind of like right, you you have to do it as an assignment. You have to take tests, AR tests, and all that stuff. It's like mm-hmm. I don't want to. If I if I knew what Animorphs was, I probably would have read all the Animorphs books, and then that's how I would have liked reading. Yeah. My sister but. says this a really similar thing about reading. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it's like, I get jealous of people who say, oh, I like reading. I read five books in a month. I'm like, I hate you. Hey, g- good for you. <laughs> good for you. You have the time to do that. I'm making five garments because I want to. <laughs> right. I'm so jealous of you. So, yeah, so... Balls, balls, rules, rules. Vivian is in the clubhouse and she's putting away balls. Why were they out? We don't know. <laughs> Maybe they had a field day. Maybe every now and again they get all the kid, neighborhood kids together and they have like a big special day. Maybe they had a field day with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like a fun Friday type of activity in the summertime. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that was it. But a hammock. A hammock is not the best situation it's not the best the pub- storage <laughs> yeah um but while she's putting away she explains all the different types of balls like uh, soccer balls and basketballs and some balls that aren't even brown like footballs and while she's putting them away the hammock falls and incidentally tony and selena and alicia and nick see it all happen um fun fact and i'm pretty sure you already know this that Alicia was oh, in yeah. School Rock. <laughs> Except you were mispronouncing her name on your podcast. And I was like, how dare you? You oh, said like Alisa or something. Alicia. Oh, you know why it is? Why? Because in the movie School of Rock. Because um, that's her Jack character Black, name. Jack Black Alicia. says Alicia. Yeah, that's why. That's her character <laughs> name. But, yeah. Yeah, so she was, she was in School of Rock. Um and so, yeah, so they help clean it up, but then they get distracted playing with the balls. It's music time. So first song, like right away, we already are in the first song called Balls, Balls, Balls. It's fun and it's playful and it's got a catchy beat. But the chorus, is they called the chorus when they repeat the same thing. Is that what you call mm-hmm. a chorus? Um... It's a little simple. It's just balls, balls, balls. Yeah. I was I mean, laughing. there's nothing wrong it's, with that. It's kind of funny. 
<laughs> but and and it shows different things that are ball-like objects, like the sun and snowballs. So it's not like just play balls or sports balls or whatever. It's also snowballs, the sun, um, things like that. And I was like, is this ska? Do I consider this ska? <laughs> kind of sounded kind of, kind of ska. Yeah, I could it, see that. But then... At the end, you know, you know that song from Dora, where they at the end of each episode where they sing that they did it, uh-huh. and then the end of the song goes. Yeah, that's not very ska. No, it's so not. I, so that was like, is this ska? Is this not ska? I don't know. <laughs> Cue the unsolved mystery music. Yeah. <laughs> 1999, an episode of a show called Out of the Box appears and a song comes on but no one can figure out the genre of that song. Right, exactly. If you have any clue as to the whereabouts of this genre please call (laughs) 1-800-UNSOLVED. So yeah, so the... And and another question in my mind is where did they get the box from and why didn't Vivian just put them in the box? Yeah. Out of the box, in the box. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, so they're having so much fun cleaning up, and the kids ask, do we have to put them all away? Um, Tony making a good point of, well, you can't really play with balls inside. You got to play with them outside. Any stories from you, like playing inside and breaking something? None of that stuff. Um, probably. I feel like it was more like wall scuffs that mm-hmm. was like an issue. Um, yeah, like like my parents would be mad about like where did the scuff on the wall come from. Um, but I definitely was like too scared to actually <laughs> like I. You're too I, scared. There was one time when Hannah and I were like probably like lightly tussling like not actually Mm -hmm. like beating each other up or anything but my dad said like told us in a somewhat stern voice like no rough housing and so (laughs) but it it doesn't take much to scare me like at all especially like as a kid I was fighting about a mermaidia doll (laughs) um potentially who knows (laughs) but um yeah, so I was just, like, scared straight in that moment. Literally never again. <laughs> Not just scared straight, beyond scared straight. Yeah. So, yeah, so boxes and balls, and, um, yeah, so they, they brainstorm the, a way to play with the ball inside, and then they figure out to roll it. What I like is that Tony and Vivian aren't saying, no, we're not going to play with them. They're They're hinting at, well, we can't, well, you got to play with them outside. So I like that they're trying to give them a problem and letting them solve it using their creativity, like being creative problem solving. Yeah. It's also funny because they're talking about, like, you can only kick balls inside. And then, I mean, technically their little fort thing isn't inside, but they are kicking balls inside. 
They, well, I guess they're more rolling. It's made them. of cardboard. Not... Imagine yeah. like them kicking something, a hole would go straight through it, and then they'd all die from it collapsing. And so. yeah, I guess they actually don't kick them; they just roll them. So it's okay; it works. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, so they while they're rolling one like the ball to one another, they accidentally knock a carton over and. Tony and Vivian start to encourage the kids to brainstorm a game that's similar to bowling. Again, they're not saying like, hey, you got to clean that up. Like, oh, wow, look at that. What if you guys made a game out of that? It's like, I, I love that they're not getting mad at the kids for being, you know, using their creativity. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of um, parents would just be like, clean that up. Or, look what you did. You knocked it over. Um, and yeah. I know that they're not their parents, but it's a pretty, I, I'd say it's a pretty good method of indirect teaching. Because, um, oh, I noticed that this happened. Well, what do you think would happen if we got a bunch of those and put them together? And all? Like posing the question and letting them figure it out. Mm -hmm. That's what I try and do with um, my students is um, rather than me lecturing them about what they're doing wrong, I pose the question of why do you think I'm talking to you? Um, versus, I already told you not to do this, you keep doing it, and blah, 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 blah. Then it's like they're not learning for themselves. They are just being told that's what's wrong. They're already being told the answer. Right. So I really appreciate that they just pose the, they're posing the question and they're letting the kids solve it. Have you ever seen the show Zoom? Yeah. On PBS? Yeah, the Mm-hmm. And they shot in Boston when we lived there. And I Did remember... You no, I didn't audition. Mm. Um, I was, like, four, so I was too young. But, um, Hannah probably could have. But then we would have had to live in Boston for longer than a year, so that would have been, <laughs> that would have been a struggle. But, um, yeah, I loved that show. Loved yes. It. And it... There's so many parallels between Zoom and um, Out of the Box mm -hmm. in terms of, like, plays, in terms of um, arts and crafts. things. <laughs> um, and I credit those two shows for my creativity and my hustle in terms of, because um, I grew up poor, so I would make my own pinatas out of mm -hmm. the 32-ounce can boxes of beer that my my dad would drink so mm -hmm. realizing that in in hindsight I'm like wow yeah they definitely taught you to look at a um thing that will should be or will be thrown away like empty bottles paper towel rolls toilet paper rolls all that mm -hmm. stuff as like crafting potential do you have any um proud projects you made from any recycled materials? Uh, probably. Um, 
Well, this wasn't off of a recycle. This wasn't made of a recycled material, but like, I I don't remember what grade it was. I think third or fourth. They actually mm-hmm. had like a recycling poster contest. Like it was like who can make the best recycling poster, uh, and Hannah won it. Um, my sister won it, like, her year, and so I was like, well, naturally, I have to win it my year. Like, we got to keep it. We got to keep it going, mm-hmm. and I the did, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, all right, sweet. Like, <laughs> we kept the family name. Actually, it was so dramatic. Um, it was very, like, special. I felt very special. Basically, what happened was you went to the mayor's office, like, the mayor of our county mm-hmm. and um it was like this little ceremony there was like first place second place third place and they had like a little presentation and there there was sort of like a prize basket type of thing and all i remember that was in it was like gardening tools <laughs> and gardening tools. and um some like do you remember like leapfrog leapfrog learning yes i do <laughs> there was some like leapfrog thing and gardening with the globe tools. in there yeah it was probably the globe yeah uh-huh so let me guess you took her poster and then you presented it at the and said it's recycled <laughs> oh that would have been clever i could have like outsmarted the whole system <laughs> i mean yeah you would have and you probably still would have gotten first but like, I'm sure, knows? I'm sure, um, what you created, I'm sure you looked at it after finishing it and you're like, yes, this is the winner. I'm sure any was, kid that makes it, that makes something yeah. feel that way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but good on you. You got the mayor to, you know, you got the, you won the mayor's favor. Yeah. Whoever, you gotta cash whoever in that, that was. favor. You got to cash that favor in. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so they brainstorm a bowling game called Rolly Moo, where um, they, it's like bowling, where you have the pins on one side, and the you stand on the other side, and you roll the ball, and whatever you hit, you have to make the animal noise. Um, sounds silly as an adult, but if you suspend your disbelief, um, it's actually pretty fun. I actually followed along with it, and I started laughing because of how silly it was, but mm-hmm. I really didn't care. <laughs> It's cute. A, it's a I'm, cute I'm, game. It's arts and crafts time. So the arts and crafts is animal bowling pins, plastic bottle ducks, paper towel dogs, and cylinder pigs. I feel that I really like that they had three different examples um, to show that it doesn't have to be a cart. It doesn't have to be a paper towel roll. It doesn't have to be a bottle. Anything mm-hmm. that's cylindrical, you can use, like, a Dixie cup or something like that. Well, maybe a Dixie cup isn't the best example because they're pretty sturdy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I really like it, and I really like uh, that um, they show different ways of coloring them without using markers and crayons, like, Stuffing it with tissue paper, the the plastic mm-hmm. bottle, or like um, gluing construction paper, or taping it onto the onto the the thing that they're using. Um, yeah, and you know what I forgot about with like 
the show and also just being a young child is that like mm-hmm. you have to ask adults to cut things for oh, you. Oh yeah, that would be for safety scissors. Mm-hmm. That was like when all you had around the house was the sharp scissors. Yeah, I was really and how like polite they were. It was so cute. They're it was like, cute. I was just a little uncomfortable with how much Nick was laughing. Oh yeah. He laughed like every two seconds. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. It's fun. He was the first one to finish, so he had to do something. He had to just sit there and laugh. (laughs) Just had to sit there and laugh. So, after testing out their pins, um, they refine the game and figure out how to explain it. So I like that after figuring out what the game is, Tony and Vivian ask, okay, pretend I'm someone that's never played this game. How would you explain it to me? I really like that because um, you can come up with the most amazing game, like the, like from Parks and Rec, the Cones of Dunshire. Yeah. But if you can't explain <laughs> it, you know, no one's going to know how to play with you. Um, mm-hmm. At work, they taught us this acronym called NOISE, which is the name, the objective, the instructions, the uh, supplemental information, and then the equipment that you need. So it'd be like, okay... The name of the game is um, Rolly Moo, and all you have to do is stand here and roll the ball and hit the pins. Whatever you hit, that's the sound you got to make. And yeah, so that's that's basically how I would explain it as a as a as an educator. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm surprised of I I'd say learning how to explain things is, is a pretty hard skill. Yeah, underrated. Some people people (laughs) overthink it. Some people overthink Mm -hmm. it, and then they, like, start to explain a little too much, and then it gets a little too in detail, and then it's like, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, a a very valuable skill for children to have, and um, I think, yeah, just, like, understanding, watching it as an adult... I understand the value of what's being infused into the program from an adult's perspective. I think mm-hmm. as a kid, you just kind of, you just kind of drink it up and you're just like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like we're just watching it, but um, it's a really clever show. And I, li- I like, I like how they approach it, that. It is. Um, and I like that. This is kind of a thing that isn't really taught. They don't really take a situation like this where it's like, oh, we're going to make up a game. And now we're going to, we we need to figure out what we need. We need to figure out how we're going to explain it. It's like, this is a pretty original um, concept, situational, like, episode concept. Mm-hmm. Of like, let's make up a game, let's figure out how we're going to play it, and let's try it out. And if it doesn't work, let's, let's change the rule a bit. Yeah. So... Because, like, you know when you're a kid, playing games has just mm-hmm. so much tension. There's so yeah. much tension involved when, mm-hmm. you know, kids have, like, control problems. Like, they they want to take control of the game or mm-hmm. they are mad that somebody doesn't get how to play. Like, there's just... I remember feeling that tension as a kid and just being really, like, avoidant about it. <laughs> like, I'm very not confrontational, so I would just be like, all right... You, you guys can figure that out. I'm going to just sit here. Mm-hmm. 
my um my older brother and sister I would like always want to hang out with them and yeah they would trick me into losing because they wouldn't explain how to play the games um yeah. on purpose classic classic so if I rem- if I if only I remembered watching this episode or if I even did see this episode you know this would have probably helped me into not being so suckered by my brother and sister <laughs> probably you could have been like <laughs> no what are the rules <laughs> um so yeah so they play a few rounds and they are just so proud of the game that they made and Celine exclaims our rules rule <laughs> but don't it's music time so the song they start singing is Rules, Rules. Very 80s funk. Mm-hmm. A bit interactive with the stop and go. Yeah. <laughs> and stop. That's cute. And go. Um, and I like that they had examples of what exactly they're talking about in terms of rules. Like giraffe, mm-hmm. Winnie. I don't know what you said. I don't remember. I watched it a few minutes ago, finished watching it a few minutes ago, and yeah. I don't even remember. <laughs> Something about yeah. four snakes. There was a lot um, going on. He was talking kind of quickly, so. Yeah, even though it was a slow song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, si- the Simon Says one was pretty good. If mm-hmm. I think if they did Red Light, Green Light, that would have fit better, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard to, I don't know, I don't write lyrics. It's, it's kind of a critique. more wordy one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so then they start talking about having a ball with balls. And then Alicia mentions knowing someone who had a ball with balls, Cinderella. And I'm just like, this is the third time already. It's the third time. <laughs> Why can't you move on from Cinderella out of the box? I don't know. Clearly They've somebody somebody loves it. <laughs> I guess so. As a um, metaphor. But they they map out how they fit the, the the phrase having a ball with balls into the story of Cinderella. It's story time. So, story of Cinderella is basically um so in essence, it's like they gave lore to the game Rolly Moo. They gave an origin story to Rolly Moo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like how, you know, games like um, like some board games have lore to them? Mm-hmm. It, this is basically the lore of Rolly Moo. So, like, Cinderella has a deflated beach ball, and the prince invites everyone from across the land to bring their favorite ball to have a ball's ball. Um, but because of all the mess that was caused last year, they can't bounce or throw or kick balls. So, surprise, surprise, Cinderella, played by Alicia, with the help of her fairy godfather. Um, I, <laughs> I like, like that, that take. I like that take. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Um, that was my favorite part of the story. Mm-hmm. The one thing I wrote I that down, yeah. <laughs> um, is that, uh, so yeah, so he helps her inflate her beach ball and she takes it and she sees that everyone's bummed out saying that they, that the prince's dad said that they can't do anything with the balls. So then that's how Cinderella comes up with the idea of, well, what about rolling? He didn't say anything about rolling. 
why don't we play a game of Rolly Moon? There you go. That's how Rolly Moon was invented hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of years ago. It's like and the prequel. It's the prequel to Rolly Moo. <laughs> yes, it is the prequel to Rolly Moo. Um, then that that should have just been the story. They didn't need Cinderella at, yeah. at, the, at the thing. But I guess kind of because it's... But it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make no. sense. I get. I feel like, I don't know, something else could have been in its place. Maybe like Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Disney and Disney, it's a Disney show and Disney has rights to Alice in Wonderland. So they could have just been like, Alicia is Alice and she um, ends up in Wonderland and and she sees everyone playing this game. She's like, oh, what are you guys playing? Oh, we're playing a game called Rolly Moo. How do you play Rolly Moo? Um, but yeah, so it could have been that. Yeah. But they just There's chose like to... a million ways into it. Yeah. A million and one ways. Uh, so yeah, so they finish story and they're like, can't we play Rolly Moose more? Like, no, we can play Rolly tomorrow, but I know a game we can play right now. Roll on home. Get out, kids. I am done with you. Leave. I have had my time with you. Your parents need to come pick you up already. It is past the pickup time. Mm -hmm. Leave. I'm like... Very strong boundaries these people have. I I like the fact that they uh, are responsible. Mm-hmm. They keep track of time. They and um because um you know taking care of kids you have to have your curriculum but also um you also have to consider parents have things to do so it's like like hey i i need to leave already where is my kid or or something like that it's like yeah i really appreciate the fact that they're tony and vivian keeping track of um the time that they have with the kids mm-hmm. um, even though the kids want to do that they um they compromise with the kids uh with regards to oh, why don't we try playing games on the way home? Like, whoever is the last one out is uh, some duck or something. A lame yeah. duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was rules roll. So um, let's get to our verdict then. The theme of balls, playing balls and all that stuff. How would you say it holds up the theme? I mean, definitely holds up. The theme holds up and the lessons learned hold up. I mean, there is no time in a human's life where they won't have to figure out how to navigate rules and understand them. So, and also I just love, I love that they were taking the time to teach kids how to explain rules. I feel like it's something that is usually more emphasized on older um, like people, once you get older, how mm-hmm. are you going to explain it? But like, or like, how are you going to explain something to kids? But they're teaching the kids how to explain things to other kids, which is great. You know, that you really just reminded me of that because I was so busy on the whole balls, balls, because every like two minutes you hear the word balls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But good on you for remembering the theme of rules, coming up with rules and following the rules of the game and and all that stuff. Um, But yeah, both of those um, 
yeah, they, they definitely hold up. Um, you know, balls. Kids love balls. Um, yeah. Ruled, though. <laughs> I like how they snuck in Ruled, even though the title of the episode is Rose Ruled, but it's like, balls are in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, um, excuse the <laughs> expression. <laughs> but, um, I mean, that's yes, it's funny. But then but, they yeah. they get you from behind with the rules as as a learning, you know, a learning uh-huh. theme. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a double theme, like you know, learning how to play with like balls in the house is a very like literal rule that they can use now. Like it's mm-hmm. something they can keep in mind now. But the mm-hmm. entire concept of rules is something they can take throughout their yeah. life so mm-hmm. the music then um you and your sister being more um musically inclined than i um i only did <laughs> trombone and that's pretty much my extent of music i've only played mm-hmm. trombone for like three years um <laughs> the 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 music in your in uh, how would you would you say it still holds up um what, what's your opinion of it yeah i mean I was jamming. It's fun. I mean, as far as, like, it's not really um, music that you can, like... It's not necessarily that catchy in that, like, you won't remember the lyrics right after Mm -hmm. you watch it. But I think it's fine because the theme song and the goodbye song are those things in the show that you absolutely remember forever and never Mm -hmm. leave your head. So I think it's fine if they're, like their songs that pertain only to the episode are just like a little less mm. memorable, but they're fun and they're like engaging. So yeah, I like them. I thought yeah. they were good. I think they were good. My favorite what out of the two will probably have to be the balls, balls, balls. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to like the faster songs every now and again. I like the slow song, but I tend to like the faster beat songs. Um, the arts and crafts of bowling pins, uh, I like it. I feel like um, it, it's a it's a great way to spend a, a weekend or an afternoon because um, you're you're making something and you know most kids have balls and even then they could probably make a tape ball or something. So um, I feel it's a great way to entertain um, your kids. Oh yeah, yeah. It kind of made me wish I had a kid in my life <laughs> to play with. <laughs> I was like, I just haven't really been in touch with that, um, like having to play with a child in a, in mm-hmm. a long time, like since I babysat basically. So, which was in high school. So I it's see. been a while since I really had to get on their level. <laughs> the story, um, I'm going to say the story, it's hard because I don't like it. But it's a question of, does it hold up? It's not a question of, do I like it or not? Um, uh-huh. In terms of story, I'd say it holds up only because um, recognizable titular character and some mm-hmm. elements from Cinderella. Personally, I don't like it, but I have to say it holds up. Honestly, I think I need to I need to rewatch some other episodes of Out of the Box just to like gauge like like in your opinion, what do you have like a number one out of the box episode like? Mm, I would probably say uh, probably uh, I really like season one. I'm such a I'm such a fanboy for the first season because it was so experimental. Second mm-hmm. season is very 
by the numbers of like, oh, the, uh, an episode about brushing your teeth, an episode about being on the farm, an episode about, um, you know, it's it's very stereotypical theme mm-hmm. episodes. Um, third season is very holiday heavy, so like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, all this stuff. Um, but yeah, first season I'd say um, high flyers from the first season because they Im- they the kids are improving with the story. They're they're playing along and and contributing to the story. Um, I also like seeds of imagination because um, it was just a pretty good overall episode. And mm-hmm. uh, Tube Town, I'm such a I I love Tube Town because um, original story for that one. It's it's an original story in that episode, and I just really love um, the music in that one. There's like this really mm-hmm. cool funky eighties ish um, type of song that I just love, and I just um, when I'm working when I'm editing the episodes, it's like I just can't help but jam out to them and just oh, like yeah. sing along with them because like it's just fun. It's just silly. It just it makes me forget things. But like not in a bad way, in a way that's like I just it just lets me have fun and be silly, mm-hmm. as much of a high strung control freak as I am. Um, <laughs> you know, it it, yeah. it, it it's a, it reminds me of innocent times. And yeah, yeah. I think I think Type A personalities do tend to um, find comfort in that sort of thing. Like, if you have, like, media or, like, something concrete from your childhood that, like, can allow you to get back to that place, I feel like there is a connection there, for sure. Yeah. So, um, and then the overall acting of everyone, I'd say, if I were a kid watching this, I'd say it holds up. Yeah. Um, as an adult, I'd say it's very obvious from them remembering the script mm-hmm. but then again um they're children yeah then and again, I, I, f- I feel like it out of the box is a show where it's kind of like quasi acting like they are being themselves with a script that's basically what it is that so is true. you know it's pretty f- forgiving like you can tell that they're being themselves yeah. Even in the ways that they look like they're remembering things, mm-hmm. like they're like trying to think of what they need to say, it's kind of endearing, honestly. Yeah. So overall, rules, rules, still rules, and holds up. Uh, Audrey, you know, I'm I'm appreciate you um, making time for the the podcast. Um, of course. Is there, is there anything, any upcoming project, anything you like to plug? Um, well, as we already mentioned, um, my sister and I release a new episode of Sleepover Cinema every Thursday, so you can, there's a video version as well on YouTube, and there's an audio version anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, we post on TikTok kind of a lot, um, that's at Sleepover Cinema, and then our Twitter and Instagram is at Two Pink Pictures, which is our production company name, it's at t-o-o pink pictures um so yeah that's that's pretty much it (laughs) okay make sure to leave a comment if you like what you hear 
Why Not Subscribe. I'm on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud at the Box Cutter Podcast. Send all comments, feedbacks, and suggestions to the Box Cutter Podcast at gmail.com because it takes a village to raise something beautiful. In the words of Tony and Vivian, so long, farewell, until we meet again. Cute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>